news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We cherish you. And we praise you. We magnify your great name. We continue to lift up those on the prayer list. And we lift up Gray family in Harlan and the loss of Willie Gray. We pray for old listeners as well as new listeners. We pray the blood of Jesus over colon cancer. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of Abraham's son, Jesus Christ. Amen. One of the most misquoted scriptures in the Bible is money is the root of all evil, which gives money a negative connotation. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 10 actually says that the love of money is the root of all evil. Folks, it is the love of money that God opposes, especially when he is demoted to second place behind money. There is a human desire to succeed and the line between that desire and the never-ending desire for more is difficult to distinguish. Money means power, and greed is the excessive desire for wealth and possessions. There is a difference between Job, Abraham, David, and Solomon, who acquired wealth by the blessings of God, and Jezebel, who killed a landowner for his vineyard. So let's see what the Word of God says about greed. My brothers and sisters, while the blessings come from God, greed is not of God. It is at odds with godliness, as God loves a cheerful giver, as written in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, which says, So let each one give as he proposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, For God loves a cheerful giver. My friends, while God loves a cheerful giver, the greedy are not cheerful givers. Now, I didn't say the rich are not cheerful givers. The rich and the poor can be generous or greedy. But you cannot be generous and greedy at the same time. So how much is enough? To those captured by the broken promises of satisfaction... There is never enough. Greed only wants one thing, and that is more. Solomon writes in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10, that whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This, too, is meaningless. My Christian friends, greed is never satisfied. So what is the goal of greed? That cannot be quantified, and once a person is in the pursuit of these goals, they can never be achieved. Solomon argues that the person who loves money never derives enjoyment from his wealth, because increased wealth only brings him increased anxiety. More money, more problems. Eventually, everything in life is consumed by greed, but we are to trust God and his faithfulness to us. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 proclaims, 
Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. My comrades for Christ, as I mentioned in my opening statement, it is the love of money that is the problem, not money itself. The B part of the verse says to be content with what you have. And my friends, that is the second problem. We want it because someone else has it, and we don't. Professional athletes are often temporary millionaires because they cannot live within their means after they retire. Fake social influencers, like the 15-year-old who bragged about how much money he had and had his picture taken while standing in front of his Lamborghini, except the car was a rental, paid for by his parents. How many were influenced to think that this fake millionaire actually had money and, not being content, made some unwise decisions? Folks, if God promised not to leave his chosen, we should trust that his plan is better than our plan. We can enjoy what he has given us without worry. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, as he was teaching at the Sermon on the Mount. He says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. My brothers and sisters in Christ, if we truly trust God to provide for us today, then we can truly trust Him to provide for us tomorrow. Folks, life is more than about money, but money can make things easier. Listen to what Jesus says in Luke chapter 12, verse 15. Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. My comrades for Christ, this statement is the Lord's response to a man who asked Jesus to tell the man's brother to divide the inheritance with him. The greedy will die someday, and someone else will collect the possessions. While accumulating wealth, relationships with family, friends, community, and church will suffer. Greed places relationships below material wealth. My friends, Jesus was very clear about the position of money in one's life by stating in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. My brothers and sisters, it is not the money that is the problem. It is the divided loyalties that result from the pursuit of money. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus, it will require the complete devotion to God. My friends, many years ago, I worked at a health club, and these words were on the cornerstone. We squander our health in search of wealth. We scheme, borrow, and save. Then, squander our wealth in search of health, only to end up in the grave. This poem by Henry Wynne shows us that there are more important kinds of health than financial health. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 28 teaches, Those who trust in their riches 
will fail, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Folks, just because a person has financial security doesn't mean they have physical, emotional, relational, and spiritual security. My friends, when we trade our integrity for money, we will end up losing both. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 11 says, Dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. My friends, when corners are cut, when shady deals are made, when our integrity is a stumbling block to more wealth, some have sacrificed long-term gains for the short term. People associate with people who they can trust, and when you can no longer be trusted, you lose. My comrades for Christ, greed not only destroys one's integrity, but it also destroys families. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 27 teaches, The greedy bring ruin to their households, but the one who hates bribes will live. My friends, what are we teaching our children about money? Are we teaching financial responsibility or greedy habits? My friends, when I heard about an acquaintance taking, I mean stealing, her grandmother's money, it reminded me of Proverbs chapter 20, verse 21, which proclaims, An inheritance claimed too soon will not be blessed at the end. When greed spoils loyalty, it wrecks relationships, even close relatives. The poor choices of wealth lust will not have a positive outcome. The Bible is very clear on greed, yet we witness the efforts greed has on our society and the lesson has not been learned. That's because greed has blinded those who believe that they will master it before it masters them. That's never the case. In the movie Wall Street, the stockbroker character, Gordon Gecko, uttered these famous words, greed is good. Unfortunately, many people believe those words and proceeded to chase the lust of wealth with many serving jail time and losing everything. Let's pray. Father, teach us to obey your word when it comes to money. We thank you for having the best plan for us. Teach us to listen to your Holy Spirit to guide us when making financial decisions. In the name of the word of life, Jesus Christ, amen. Will you give your life to Jesus and let his words guide you? If you'd like to give your life to Jesus, send an email to hello at greatministries.org and type in the words, Jesus saved me and I repent of my sins. This is your confession of faith. I will email you with next steps. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request, your praise reports, and your comments to our email address. Again, that's hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.